0: Welcome back in. Brady Farkas Show right here on this Wednesday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. I want to go right out to the phone line and bring on our guy from ESPN Radio, Freddie Coleman from Freddie and Fitzsimmons, although this week he's been filling in on the morning show Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So, Freddie, appreciate you being with us. How are you?
1: I'm good, my friend. How's everything with you?
0: Everything is good. Celtics have made a couple of nice offseason moves, acquiring Malcolm Brogdon, getting Danilo Gallinari for that bench scoring. What do you think of the C's performance here in the early part of the NBA offseason?
1: Well, not only getting help for your bench, but Brady getting longer because I thought Peyton Pritchard, as much of a nice story he's been, he really got exposed, and they hunted that matchup against him in the final three games, the NBA Finals. So you get a Malcolm Brogdon that you know can organize everybody and get everybody ready at a six four, six five point guard. And then you get Dino Gallinari, where you bring him in, a guy that's close to seven feet that can provide that bench kind of scoring and that length on the front line. So I really like the moves they made so far to make sure they don't get exposed like that again in a playoff situation by a taller team.
0: You know, I, I'm going to get this phrase tattooed on my forehead. Both things can be true. Two things can be true hmm. at the same time. And I think a lot of people don't seem to realize that. I look at the Celtics' moves, and I say – If this is all they do this offseason, I think the offseason is a success. I think these moves are going to help ease the load on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. It's going to give them more rotational options. But I also also think it's true that these do not make you a guaranteed championship winner next year because Gallinari can't play defense and he's not going to be of huge use to the Celtics in the playoffs. So I think if the goal is to go – you know, sixty two and twenty and get the number one seed, they've done great. But they're still gonna need help on the buyout market or at the trade deadline to try to win a championship. Do you see it that way?
1: I completely see it that way and let's also think about this, Brady the Eastern Conference is going to be loaded because Milwaukee you can't expect that Chris Middleton is going to have the kind of injury that did not allow him to play against the Boston Celtics and the Celtics won that series seven in seven games. Miami's going to try to make some moves whether they try to acquire Kevin Durant or not from the Brooklyn Nets. If the Brooklyn Nets can't find a trade partner for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving comes back to planet Earth. Look what they've done in the offseason so far to fortify that basketball team on the bench. You also can't forget about the Philadelphia 76ers that James Harden is going to be a lot healthier and we'll see what he does in the playoffs. The Atlanta Hawks get into John T. Murray. I love that backcourt between him and also Trey Young, and you don't know what they're going to do with John Collins. So, yeah, you're exactly right that there has to be another move that has to be made by the Boston Celtics because I don't believe anybody that wants to contend in the Eastern Conference is going to be finished making any kind of move because that's how competitive the Eastern Conference is going to be next year.
0: Freddie, let's move over to the NFL. It broke a little bit before we got on the show. What would you think of Baker Mayfield ending up in Carolina?
1: Finally, <laughs> let's put it that way. Because <laughs> if you're the Carolina Panthers, there was no way that you could go into the regular season with Sam Darnold as your quarterback. And yeah, they said all the right things, but what's the old line, Brady? How can you tell a person is lying when their lips are moving? You knew that somebody was going to make a play for Baker Mayfield. And now, if you're the Cleveland Browns, that 18 plus million dollar contract is off the books. You can move forward because potentially, if they were not able to move Baker Mayfield, they were going to pay close to 65 million dollars in quarterbacks that were not going to play for them this year. There's no way that was going to be able to fly with the Cleveland Browns. So now you focus on Deshaun Watson, what's going to happen with his suspension, because he is going to be suspended by the National Football League, although I don't think it's going to be for a full year. But if you're the Carolina Panthers, now you have a quarterback that may be the most motivated quarterback along Lamar Jackson of Baltimore to show people that A, he can be a successful quarterback, and that B, the Cleveland Browns made a mistake choosing Deshaun Watson over him.
0: Can you believe we're three weeks away from training camp?
1: Yes, I can. And you know why? Because the NBA has made everything closer and closer for us, Brady. Because think about this. what the NBA regular season, then leading into the postseason, you get Golden State back on the top of that mountain. They got all the kerfuffle going on with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the NBA free agency and the Clippers, what they were able to do getting John Wall. The NBA has been a really good part of the offseason. That brings you closer and closer to NFL training camps because you think about that. We're going to blink our eyes, and it's going to be that Thursday in September where the Buffalo Bills take on the Los Angeles Rams and many people leave both of those teams can get to the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. So I can firmly believe that it is definitely still summertime. But yeah, the NFL and college football is right around the corner.
0: You know, I'm getting some grief from Patriots fans on social media. So there was a piece written by Henry McKenna of Patriots Wire yesterday that said basically that Patriots wide receiver Tyquan Thornton, who they drafted second round out of Baylor, that basically he may, this may be a redshirt year for him. Essentially, they don't have room for him and my thought was my response was they drafted him in the second round they better have room for him and he better make an impact do you think i'm right in that or are the patriots all of a sudden good enough to be able to give second round players red shirt years again
1: you don't draft a second round player in modern football on the offensive side of the football and say it's going to be a red shirt year Thank even you. if you're loaded at that position You find a way to get your playmakers on the field because the days are over, Brady, when you can just either sit somebody on the bench. You do that with a quarterback because you have a veteran in front of him. You want him to learn if he's not ready yet. You do the San Francisco 49ers there. When you draft a Trey Lance, the third pick in the draft, you sit him on the bench behind Jamaica Roblo, a guy that got you to a Super Bowl. You do that with that position depending on who's at that position. You don't do it with anybody else. If a guy's ready to play, you need playmakers on the field to help out your quarterback. You need playmakers on your field where your defense is not going to have to play a lot of snaps by trying to dink and dunk people and play run defense and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm 100% on your side. You don't draft a guy in the second round, a wide receiver, to say, you know what, we're going to put you on the bench and let you learn from everybody else. You need that guy in the field sooner than later, and if he's ready, you don't waste time just getting him and keeping him behind people, thinking that's going to fly in modern football.
0: Patriots don't have any true stars on the offensive side of the ball. Do you think their biggest worry for this year is the offense, or do you think it's their defense?
1: It has to be their offense. I know the defense is going to play well. I don't doubt that at all, but to me it has to be the offense because when you got to compete with Josh Allen and Buffalo, and think about all the other AFC teams. You got yeah. Justin Herbert with the Chargers, you got Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, you got our, our man Devontae Adams going out to play for yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, and now he's reunited with Derek Carr. I firmly believe Lamar Jackson is going to be good once again with the Baltimore Ravens, and that team had the best in the AFC after the first ten games of the regular season. Then you got Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and they fortified that offensive line, so it has to be the offense. The Patriots and their fans better realize this. They're going to be involved in a lot more AFL games from the 60s than Patriots games in the early 2000s. They're not going to be a lot of 17-14 games because offenses are so advanced now that you better be able to keep up with them because if you can't, you're going to be on the wrong side of a lot of 31-17, 34-20 games if you're New England.
0: Freddie, Patriots announced since we last spoke that Pat Patriot, the red uniforms are coming back for this year. We're going to see him at least one time, I hope more, but uh, is there a throwback uniform you want to see back in the league soon?
1: Uh, here's the deal with that, because so many so many teams have gone back to the throwback uniforms that it's really hard to say, okay, <laughs> I need to see a throwback uniform. Look at the charges, what they were yeah. able to do and have that as part of their uniform scheme. I love that Pat DePage is coming back, but if I'm Tampa Bay for one year, I want to see the Cream Circle uniforms. Yeah. That's the one I would love to see them, have them play each and every week, because I want to see what Tom Brady actually looks like in orange. I've seen him in blue. <laughs> I've seen him in blue and silver. I've seen him in pewter. I want to see what Tom Brady looks like in creamsicle uniforms with the Buccaneers logo on the side of the helmet. That's what I want to see.
0: I want my Seahawks to bring back the royal uh, royal blue jerseys with the silver pants Ooh. and the silver helmet. And since they're going to be yeah. awful this year, they can look just like they looked the first time they had those uniforms. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go back to the days of Jim Zorn and Steve Largen where they couldn't stop anybody, but they were fun to watch it. That's another good one. Here's another good one as well. The Denver Broncos going back to the Orange Crush uniforms orange tops with the blue helmet and the Bronco in the middle of the D. They need to do that for a couple of games this year,
0: too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, for sure. And I will mind seeing Russell Wilson in Broncos uniforms, but I wouldn't mind if they were the Orange Crush variety. Hey, uh, so let me ask you a little life advice question here. Uh, I'm in men's league hoops, right? we got a game tomorrow, and I'm a loser and a selfish player who keeps track of his point totals and all that at age 32. I had 46 in week two of the league. I had 12 in week three. Should I let it fly or just realize that that was an aberration and uh, you know be a little more reserved in my shot-taking tomorrow night?
1: If you're open, you always got to let it fly. <laughs> you get an open look. I don't care if it's pickup basketball. I don't care if it's two-on-two in the backyard. I don't care if you're shooting by yourself working on your game. Brady, if you're open and you get that ball in your hands, let that ball fly and and worry about the result when the result happens, my friend. You only get certain chances to do something like that, take advantage of it, and have fun with it, and let that ball free.
0: I I will do just that. We had a guy on our team who I recently found out was a four-year starter at UVM, so he can shoot more than me, but after that I will – I'll, I'll take my shots. Don't worry about that, Freddie. That's not really a concern.
1: No, it's not. And by the way, who's the player on your team that played four years at UVM?
0: Colin McIntosh, big man, uh, was there 05 to 09. and uh, okay. pe- he didn't play. You know, that was the pocket of teams that didn't play in the NCAA tournament, so they don't get as much notoriety. But he averaged 12 a game his senior year
1: '08 09. Yeah, so he performed Sorrentine and Coppenrath before they got that going a little bit. He though.
0: was after it, right after them.
1: Okay, Sounds yeah. good. Hey, look at it this way. You played Division one basketball on average in double figures. I don't care what level that is. You've been able to do something. Yeah. You're a guy that could score.
0: Yeah, he's going to shoot more than me. But beyond that, I'll, I'll make sure I get my shots Freddie. So we uh, <laughs> no. we appreciate you. I'll report back on how I did next week.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I want to see if you got either 46 or 12 or somewhere in between. <laughs> so let's make sure that update is going to happen next week, my brother. It definitely
0: will. The goal is at least 20. <laughs> <laughs>